Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Keep Canada Weird Remembers, a series that revisits strange times in Canada's strange past. Okay, Jordan, take me back to a time I'm I'm hungry, but I don't want food of today. Okay. Uh, how about food of 1989? Do you think that's an appropriate era to eat? Yes, as long as I'm going back to 1989 to eat it, not taking something that was made in 1989 and eating it now. No. Sadly, for you and for both, for me as well, we're going to go back to 1989, which uh, is, is a difficult era for food production or for food consumption and marketing, specifically in Toronto, because it was home to the to the hot dog wars of 1989. Do you, are you willing to like buy food on the side of the road? Like if there's a little wagon that's selling fries or hot dogs, like, is that cool with you? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, it's great when you're leaving a bar mm. late at night and there's a hot dog vendor outside. Yeah. Um, but when I spend time in Toronto, I love getting a, a street dog. Yeah, they're everywhere in Toronto. It's a, mm -hmm. like a little cart that they cook the hot dogs, you know, two bucks a hot dog or three bucks for a sausage. They have cans of pop. Yeah. They have all their, you know, uh, it's different the fixings, though, too. Like they have so many fixings that you can put on top of them. I, I think they're great. I love name, them. Name a few fixings. Oh, my God. There's hot peppers. There's corn. There's bacon bits. There's mm. obviously the, the staples, cheese, relish, mustard, ketchup, uh, onions um sauerkraut jeez yeah so yeah that's, there's you just rattled there. off nine and, and you left off hot sauce mayonnaise mm -hmm. uh, there, there's a lot of uh, of different garnishes and stuff you can put on them um when you go to toronto today th those hot dog carts they're just a part of the city they're everywhere mm -hmm. but it was a relatively new concept in 1989 and people weren't crazy about it. To give you some background on how people were reacting to all of these kind of mobile uh, food retailers popping up, I'm just gonna play you a news clip in which people were expressing their kind of uh, concern for the amount of these, and then we'll get into the hot dog war. So here's the background on the, on, on the environment that this story exists in. Okay. And last year it was absolutely uh, an awful mess. Uh, the vendors were lined up one after another and you know some of them have orange juice and some of them the peels are flying around and you know it's just a awful thing. Richard Wookie says after last summer Yorkville merchants had to do something about the increasing number of food vendors. They congregate in Yorkville and at Harbourfront because that's where the business is good. Sometimes they crowd the sidewalks and sometimes the people who buy their food throw garbage around. 
Vendors must be licensed to operate, and they get their license from the Metro Licensing Commission. The problem, say many vendors, merchants, and even city politicians, is that Metro has licensed too many vendors. Their numbers have more than doubled over the last three years. So a city committee has recommended that vendors should buy a permanent place to sell, a zone in the tourist areas. The number of zones would be fixed. The heart of the recommendation is to set up a zone on a street like this in Yorkville, uh, to set out markers a uh, few square feet in dimension where a vendor could come and stand all day without being uh, hassled or harassed by uh, uh, the Public Works Department or the police or merchants. So complicated stuff. Not everyone is okay with a little business uh, operated out of a trailer, you know, um, in downtown Toronto for a variety of reasons we just heard. But obviously we're looking at this from a 2023 lens. And we do know that I guess the food vendors won because it's still going mm -hmm. on today. Yeah, yeah. When you walk downtown Toronto, yeah, they're all over the place. Which tells me that the food vendors must have won the hot dog war of 1989 in Toronto. So let's hear mm. about this war. So Again, we just heard the environment that the story takes place in. Not everyone was crazy about these um, food merchants popping up. One hotel did some significant renovations. Hotel was looking gorgeous. They didn't want a whole bunch of food vendors outside uh, ruining the aesthetic of this high-end hotel. So they had a rather creative way to undercut and I guess exterminate the food vendors, which sets up the hot dog war of 1989. The spoils of war, the weenie war being waged on Toronto's waterfront. The new gazebo on the left undercuts the traditional vendor on the right. Hot dogs here sell at their regular price, $2. But this hastily erected gazebo sells at $1.50. And in Toronto, money talks. Businessmen, used to the cut and thrust of the market, line up for discounted dogs. They relish a bargain. But this war is not being waged to sell hot dogs. The gazebo is owned by the adjacent Harbour Castle Weston Hotel, who believes the mobile vendors are a mustardy blot on their landscape. We're doing $50 million worth of renovation in, in a hotel to uh, make it a wonderful place for guests to visit, and they come outside and they're uh, attacked by a food circus and, and, and litter and everything else. It adds character to the area, and um, I don't see the problem with us being in front of their hotel. It's a summer job for me, I make money to go to school. The hotel hopes to drive out the vendors by underselling. The police, who had ignored the vendors' illegal location, are now moving in, and the customers are cashing in. Did you buy it because you're supporting the hotel in this war, or did you buy it because you saved 50 cents? I bought it because I'm in favor of cutthroat competition. Okay, that's a creative solution to the perceived problem of uh, unsightly uh, food vendors popping up outside of your your hotel. Um, yeah, undercutting, it, yeah, undercutting them by 50 cents, though. That's not going to, I don't know if that's going to shut them down. Well, I mean, in the 80s, 50 cents is, hey, that, that goes a long way. Yeah, and it's in the news clip that we watched. There was a lineup a block long for people yeah. for the dollar fifty hot dogs, and no one waiting for the for the two dollar hot dogs. Uh, the difference in price kind of surprised me. I think if you go downtown Toronto today, you, I don't, I didn't think hot dogs would be more than like maybe three or four bucks. So, inflation, you know, two dollars in nineteen eighty nine would have been a sizable amount of money. Well, especially, I mean, hot dogs are still probably the cheapest thing 
you can make and buy. I mean, they're just scooping up whatever entrails and garbage is lying on the floor of the factory and folding them into hot dogs. So, I mean, they're still probably the cheapest thing you can make. And then the uh, cheapest thing you can buy still to this day. I just did the calculation there. $2.1989 is the equivalent of just under $5 today. So I guess that's not surprising then. If you saw a hot dog for sale for five bucks and then the one mm -hmm. uh, across the street with a little longer of a line was like three seventy-five, yeah, I think that would probably yeah. do it. Yeah, uh, to me, I mean, if I was familiar with the area, it would still not be enough. Like if I knew that their hot dog was better, I would pay the extra 50 cents. Hmm. If I didn't know, I mean, I'd be leery though. Like, okay, their hot dog's only a dollar fifty, and I'd be like, why is that? Is it is it a lesser dog? Is it a, you know? I mean, in their situation specifically, we know because we we just you know listen to the to the news broadcast. But if you just walk up, but if you just walk up, you don't know the complications of why they're undercutting while they're selling the hot dog 50 cents less mm -hmm. all you know is that you've got two hot dog vendors in front of you one's a dollar fifty one is two dollars i'm going to question as well why are they selling it so much less is it a lesser dog mm -hmm. so i'd be concerned about that so yeah. i might even consider the two dollar dog to be gourmet um, and then i might go i'm like i want the gourmet dog yeah. And, and I also think the lower line for the more expensive dog is also a bit appealing because so much of the sales in downtown Toronto would be people who are on lunch break or on their way somewhere. So you want to just quickly grab something like if you want if you want to spend 15 minutes waiting in a lineup you'd have the time to sit at a restaurant and eat or something. If you're getting if you're buying a hot dog on the street, you're just kind of passing by. So I think the mm -hmm. the food vendor. Uh, even though their prices are higher, they still have a niche market there as they could probably just set up and continue to sell to the people who don't want to wait in line for the cheaper hot dogs. Yeah, yeah. I, I God, I miss I haven't had a good hot dog in so long. Mm. Well, like, you know, you're in Cape Breton. You got, uh, mm -hmm. is Fuzzy's Fries still exist? I don't know. I think so. Okay. Because uh, they have a great day. The, Cape Breton was known, at least back in the day, uh, was known for having great uh, roadside French fries. French fries, yeah. But I, I want a good, like, like the kind you get in Toronto because they're massive too. Like, they're big. Like, they hang off, you know, a foot off the bun. Mm. You know, they're massive. And then they, and again, like, we go back to the fixins, you know, like they yeah. always have like 20, 30 different things that you can put on it. Whereas anytime I hear, like, in Cape Breton, when I have, come across a hot dog vendor there's not a lot to put on it just a mm. you know there's a crusty jar of cheese whiz and <laughs> and uh you know a, an empty bottle of our compliments ketchup oh yeah and also they're they're not specialty dogs like the, no. the roadside hot dogs that you get from the food vendors in toronto or major cities are generally are the longer larger hot dogs that are just delicious a cheaper dog would be the ones you buy at the grocery store for like a pack of like 30 of them for three bucks or whatever the price. Yeah. And those are the ones that I always find like, yeah, forget that life's yeah, too short I, for those hot dogs. There has been a new hot dog vendor opened up, up by the regional hospital. I haven't tried them yet, so I should give them a try sometime and okay. see if they've got the Toronto style street dog that, mm. that I dream of every night. The kind of hot dog that would win the hot dog wars of 1989. The hot dog wars of 1989. 
if anyone out there listening has an opinion on what they would do, would you buy, would you wait in line for the cheaper dog? Would you buy the more expensive dog to save the time? Do you think these food vendors should be shut down? Do you want to go to Toronto and try one yourself? Let us know. But with that said, let's put a bow on this. Aaron, mm. until next time. Jordan, until next time. If you're going to come up with, they got 20 or 30 fixins. You got to be able to say more than nine. You can only rattle off nine. Think of one more before we wrap it up. Before we wrap it up, one more that I didn't say. Mm -hmm. uh, the hopes and dreams of all hot dog lovers around the world. Keep Canada Weird is written, hosted, and produced by the Nighttime Podcast. 